All right, ready? Rock and roll. Welcome back to the RGB Sports Show. This is the leading high school football podcast in the Rio Grande Valley. My name is Andrew McCullough. It's December, which feels weird to say, but it is still football season. I'm your Class 6A high school football beat reporter here for the Monitor in Gallon, Texas, and I'm joined by my partner, Brian Ramos, our 5A football beat reporter. Brian, we had a crazy stuffed week of Thanksgiving football this past week. Uh, I mean, you saw some great games. Why don't you kick it off for us while we review the week that was? Yes, uh, some really fun games going on during the week of Thanksgiving. Hope everybody had a safe and happy holidays. But um, I know I definitely did. Caught some uh, really good football action here at the 5A level. And, uh, man, it did start off with the Snakeskin Classic. That was Wednesday, the night before, I guess, Thanksgiving Eve, if you will. Uh, 7 p.m. Wednesday night football game here in the Rio Grande Valley, which you don't often see. But Pioneer and Sherryland, man, they, they put on the line the seventh edition of the Snakeskin Classic. And Sherryland Pioneer won a shootout 54-41 against uh, a very competitive Sherryland High team. It was my first time um, seeing them in person uh, at the Sherryland High team. And, I've, of course, I've seen Pioneer a couple of times. But, um, I mean, this was only Sherryland High's third game of the season. And um, they, they looked like a team, like a playoff team that, that can – uh, win not only win a playoff game, but you know what I mean, go on a little run. And they gave Pioneer everything they could handle, man. They were up during the first half, going blow for blow, like a, like a heavyweight fight uh, with Pioneer, man. But uh, that Pioneer offense is something else. And in the end, uh, Eddie Lee Marburger's on another level. He had 400 yards passing, uh, close to 100 yards rushing, and seven total touchdowns in that game. And uh, you got to give credit to Benji Valdivia on the other side for the Rattlers, who had a really good game leading them. But with that Pioneer win, they take uh, the West Zone, the District 16 5A D2 West Zone number one seed, which sets up uh, a matchup with Mercedes uh, for the District 16 5A D2 title, which we will get into in a little bit. But that was how that Wednesday game went there for the Pioneer Diamondbacks and the Sherryland Rattlers. A really good one uh, between two teams. And then Ed Couch Elsa also comes up with a big win over PSJ Memorial on that day, a 48 0 shutout uh, by the Yellow Jackets. John, Justin Galan with uh, three rushing touchdowns and over 100 yards for him. And then uh, Mercedes uh, wins a tight one, 17-0 over PSJ Southwest. Those are both uh, Wednesday afternoon games last week. Um, so, yeah, um, and Mercedes with, with that win over Southwest, they clinched the East Zone's top seed. So now we got the, the Diamondbacks and the Cowboys coming up this weekend. Uh, I'm really excited for that one. And then uh, we had, of course, everybody enjoyed their Thursday. And then Friday, we had some uh, even bigger games with uh, win, or go, win or stay home situations, Andrew. So um, what can you tell us about that? Absolutely. The playoffs got started a week early here in the Rio Grande Valley, at least for District 32-6A. We had two, the first two zone playing games of the year last Friday, and they were two good games. The first of those games, the San Benito Greyhounds hosted the Harlingen South Hawks. San Benito rolls to a 49-7 win in that one. Uh, but the game, of our, the game of the week for us, Thanksgiving week, uh, did not disappoint. This was a great matchup between the Los Fresnos Falcons and the Westlaco Panthers. Westlaco finished second in 32-6A's West Zone, while the Falcons finished third in the East. They met Friday at Bobby Lackey Stadium in Westlaco, uh, and this was an exciting one throughout, I thought. 
uh, the Falcons jumped on the board early, and they went into halftime with the lead. It was the first time the Panthers trailed at half all year this season, even though it was only their fourth game. Um, but Westaco looked really sharp in the second half, and they came back. They score, I believe it was three unanswered touchdowns, or maybe it was 17 unanswered points uh, to end this game, go on a big run. Los Fresnos ultimately gets a touchdown with, I think, about 12 seconds left in the game. They go for two and get it, which makes this one look a little bit closer than it was. Uh, Westlaco gets the win 24 to 18, but the one that iced this one was a 68 yard touchdown run from Jesse Hernandez. Uh, it was on a third and long play, too, right after he ran out of bounds the play before. Uh, it was one of those situations where you're trying to burn timeouts at the end of the game, right, for the other team and really run the clock down. He made up for it on the next play and scored the game winning touchdown. So the Westlaco Panthers seize 32 6 A's final playoff spot, and the playoff picture in that district is set. Uh, unfortunately, the Harlingen Cardinals and Brownsville Hand and Golden Eagles, who are set to meet for the 32-6A district title this coming week, that game will not be played due to COVID concerns, but it does not affect the playoff seating in this district. Uh, we have Harlingen High and Brownsville Hanna will host by district playoff games. Harlingen grabbing the top seed in the 6A D1 playoffs. Brownsville Hanna grabbing the top seed in 6A D2. By virtue of their zone play-in games, San Benito grabs the two seed in 6A D1, and they will go on the road for their by-district game. And the Westlake Panthers uh, sees the number two seed in 6A D2. They will go on the road also for their game. That's a big switch-up for Westlake as they were knocked out in the third round of the 6A D1 playoffs the past two seasons. So something to keep an eye out on there. Uh, we had a couple of other meaningful games, though, in 6A on Friday. The first one we'll start with was the PSJ High Bears hosting the Economides Jags. This one's a 40-0 win for PSJ High as they get their first win of the season. But more importantly than that, they keep their playoff hopes alive. They will play in a zone play-in game this week that we'll get to a little bit later. But there were two other games in 31-6A that decided the zone titles and who will meet for the district championship. In the first of those two games, we had the Edinburgh High Bobcats take on the Edinburgh Vale of Sabercats in a battle for the North Zone title and the crown of city champs of Edinburgh. The Sabercats rolled in this one to a 43-13 win. Big game on the ground for Shandon Woodward uh, of the Edinburgh High Bobcats. He's someone that you guys will be hearing a lot of. Uh, but this Sabercats team, especially that offense, really dominant, and they rolled to a 30-point win. And on the other side of 31-6A, the Mission Eagles hosted the PSJ North Raiders with a trip to the district title game on the line, and Mission ran away with this one early. They put a lot of points on the board the first half, and uh, they win 41-7. Uh, Brian, you were at this game. I mean, what can you say about the Eagles and their performance? Yeah, so I guess, uh, I mean, Jer Jeremy Durant is Jeremy Durant. He he's one of the best quarterbacks here in the Rio Grande Valley, and he's always fun to watch. But that Mission High defense, man, they, they started the game. Gave up a touchdown. It was kind of a, a little bit of a fluky touchdown to PSJ North, the fourth and 15 at, at the Mission High 30-yard line. Uh, PSJ North was kind of in, that, um, uh, in limbo there where you're too, far to, you're, you're too far to kick a field goal, too close to punt. So what do you do? You go for it. They did it, and quarterback Ali Aparicio threw one up uh, in the end zone. And uh, the PSJ North came down with it for their, for their only touchdown of the game because after that, man, Mission High buckled down, and they were living in that PSJ North uh, backfield. Isaac Gonzalez had a little little room to run. Um, Ali Aparicio had a 
little time to, to get comfortable back there in the pocket and that mission defense uh, is something else. So, um, yeah. And then of course that, that offense, uh, they do what they do. They put up points and, uh, yeah, the, the J- Jeremy Duran, he definitely led, led that offense. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a junior, but he looks like a senior quarterback that's been a four year starter. And now he's about two and a half years, uh, under his belt as, as a starter there for mission. And, um, yeah, like I said, one of the best quarterbacks in the, in the Valley and here he has the mission Eagles on, on top of that, uh, top of that zone. Uh, ready to play for a district championship this weekend. Absolutely. And then we had one more big 5A game on Friday. This one was in Rio Grande City. This one also had some playoff implications. Brian, what can you tell us about the Rattlers game? Yeah, uh, Rio Grande City hosted Eagle Pass win. And, uh, yeah, the Rattlers had won two straight uh, entering this meeting. And Eagle Pass win is, is one of those teams that Rio Grande City was trying to catch in the playoffs race. But, Eagle Pass win pulls out a 17 to 14 win over Rio Grande City. Um, the Rattlers fought hard in this one. They were down 14-0 at one point, fought all the way back to tie it at half. And uh, but Eagle Pass win does enough to get the win, and that clinches a playoff spot for Eagle Pass win. So um, Rio Grande City, they're still on the outside looking in, but we'll get into their matchup uh, uh, this week coming up here in, in a few minutes. And luckily for the Rattlers, they still have a chance to get in the into the postseason. So. Um, yeah, Coach Mireles and uh, that, that Rio Grande City Rattlers team and Mark Bettis and all the good things he's done this year. Their season is not over. Um, they'll have a chance to punch their playoff ticket coming up this week. Absolutely. And then we had two Saturday 5A games that didn't have as much on the line. And then two Monday 5A games where there was a lot on the line. Uh, Brian, I know you were at one of those games Monday. What can you tell us about this weird weekend action we had in the Valley? Yeah, so uh, Monday, uh, we basically had a District 16-5A D2 doubleheader. Um, we had a, a couple rivalry games, actually. PSJ Memorial and PSJ Southwest played for the final, uh, for the number three seed in the 16-5A D2 uh, East zone. And uh, PSJ Southwest rolls over them 47-7. Uh, to Just a complete dominant uh, performance uh, by PSJ Southwest. So uh, luckily for them, now they have a chance to uh, they have an opportunity to go to the playoffs for the first time in program history with that win. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But the game that I was at on Monday, some Monday night football, I was back at Richard Thompson stadium and uh, it, it was a showdown between the Sherryland high rallies and mission veterans Patriots. And over the years, man, th- these two teams have battled every single time uh, they meet up and it was, it was a fun one, man. Uh, obviously pioneer uh, won that zone but the, these two teams fighting uh, to avoid because the, the loser of this game has to face Ed Couchelsea, so uh, in a playing game. So a lot on the line here. But Sherryland Hyde does enough. They come up with a forty to twenty-five win over Mission Veterans uh, quarterback Benji Valdivia has uh, three passing touchdowns on the day. Uh, he, he's just uh, looking really good in that Sherryland offense, and and just I mean they're one of the most explosive and balanced offenses that. Uh, you'll find here in the Rio Grande Valley. I know Mission High is uh, one of those that runs it and throws it as well. But Sherryland Pioneer, we know what they like to do. Mission Veterans, we know what they like to do, and that's throw the ball. But Sherryland High, they'll line up in, in the spread, and uh, they'll have success running the ball. And, uh, yeah, I was really impressed with Sherryland High because they came up with a win. It was a one-possession game late, but cornerback uh, uh, Alan Gonzalez from – Sherryland High comes up with a pick six, returns it to the house to secure the Sherryland win. So big win for Sherryland High. They are the 16-5A 
the two West Zones number two seed. And uh, that sets up a matchup next week against PSJ Southwest. And while Mission Veterans uh, falls to one and four on the year, but I mean, man, they've just played, I mean, they've played nothing but good teams. You look, they've played winning records, unbeaten teams. And it, uh, so this Mission Veterans teams, yeah, they're one and four. And you might look at the record and say, how are they even in a play-in game? But I promise you they're going to bring it. So, uh, yeah, this sets up a, a really exciting week here in District 16, 5A, D2. Uh, like, like you said, it's championship week. We got some really good games coming up. So we're about to get into those right now. That's the perfect segue because, like Brian said, we've got tons of championship games, end zone play-ins, lots of playoff implications, and seasons on the line this week in the Rio Grande Valley. We have two spectacular games of the week. It's the first time the monitor has ever picked two games of the week, so you know we're in for a good one. Before we dive into those two juicy matchups, let's take a second to run down a quick list of cancellations so far this week. It's been three week, or three days already this week. We're recording this on a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, three cancellations in three days due to COVID and some other extenuating circumstances. Uh, certainly, we hope that everyone is able to play in their bi-district playoff game. And you know what I mean? This works out for the best for all parties involved. But just a quick rundown of those games that have been canceled so far this week. We touched on the 32-6A championship game. That one is canceled although doesn't affect playoff seedings. Um, two games in District 16, 5A, D1 have been canceled, though. The first of those was McAllen Memorial and Westco East, who are set to meet for a district title on Saturday night. Those two teams have mutually agreed to not play that game, uh, not wanting to obviously jeopardize their bi-district playoff appearances. As a result, Westco East will take the number one seed out of that district, and they will host Victoria Eats in the bi-district round of the Class 5A D1 playoffs. McCallum Memorial takes the two seed, and they will face the loser of Flower Bluff and Victoria West, who play each other this Friday night. Um, and then our third cancellation was also in that district. This one was a zone play-in between the Brownsville Porter Cowboys and the McAllen Row Warriors. Um, this one is not going to be played due to COVID concerns. As a result, Brownsville-Porter forfeits. Their season is over. Good season for the Cowboys, all things considering. Disappointing way to finish it. The Row Warriors advance to the 5A D1 uh, high school football playoffs. They have already flipped a coin, I'm told, with Brownsville Pace uh, to determine who would get that three seed and who would get the fourth if both of them won their plans. Pace won that coin flip, so it's very simple from here on out. Uh, Brownsville Pace and Mackay will play on Friday night and the game will preview in just a sec. Uh, if Mackay wins, they get the four seed and they will go on the road to face Corpus Christi Vets in the first round. If uh, Brownsville Pace, meanwhile, wins, they will go on the road to face the winner of Flower Bluff and Victoria West with Rowe potentially sliding into the three or four seed. But either way, we know the Warriors will go on the road for their bi-district round game. All right. All that said, it's time to talk about our two big games of the week. It's the top four teams in Hidalgo County, and it's the top four teams in the Valley who have games this weekend playing against each other for two district titles. We will start with a big one in McAllen between two teams that are not based in McAllen. Uh, Brian, why don't you tell us all about this really exciting matchup? Yeah, so uh, last year's District 16-5A D2 race came down to two teams, the Mercedes Tigers and the Sherryland Pioneer Diamondbacks. Here we are in 2020, and we got that same situation. 
a two-team race between the Diamondbacks and the Mercedes Tigers, and they will lock horns Friday night. Like you said, at a neutral site, McAllen uh, Veterans Memorial Stadium there. Um, shout out to McAllen ISD for hosting them, and uh, they got a nice big stadium. So a matchup like this, you can fit a lot of people, uh, a little more people into those stands with the social distancing measures and everything going on. So uh, yeah, really excited for this one Friday night. Uh, the both teams unbeaten coming into this one. Um, the number Sherryland Pioneer has the number one offense in the Rio Grande Valley, and uh, of course led by quarterback Eddie Lee Marburger, and he leads them into this matchup against Mercedes, who has the number three. Uh, offense in District 16-5 AD2 led uh, with a, that balanced attack that they have with quarter, junior quarterback Mike C. Snettles and uh, receiver Josiah Cantu, and they've recently found a, a really good weapon at running back in Miguel Jimenez. So, uh, yeah, just a, a really exciting game I'm looking forward to. And then, of course, it, the matchup that everybody's going to want to see is how does that Sherryland Pioneer offense attack that uh, Mercedes defense and vice versa? How does Mercedes approach uh, Pioneer? How do they stop? Eddie Lee Marburger, which no team has been able to do this year. He has over 1,500 passing yards, uh, uh, 15 touchdowns, 15 passing touchdowns, 10 rushing touchdowns in just four games. So he's been unbelievable, also averaging over 100 yards, 110 yards per game on the ground. So, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's a terror anytime you got to face a player like him uh, uh, for a defense. And But we got a game defense that's up for the challenge led by Brandon Aldame and uh, Ron Galvan and a, a couple of really good playmakers there on that Tigers defense. So it's going to be exciting, man. Uh, the winner of this one will face Medina Valley and they will take the number one seed in District 16-5A Division Two, and they will be crowned district champions, which, like I said, will set up a matchup with, uh, with Medina Valley, while the loser of this game will take the number two seed and will play Floresville um, in the bi-district round. So... Yeah, uh, re really fun matchup we got here. Like you said, I, I couldn't be more hyped for it. Um, two really good teams, two uh, stacked with good players all over the field. So it's going to be fun to see uh, who pulls this one out and who is crowned uh, District 16-5A D2 champs. Will Sherryland Pioneer defend last year's title or will Mercedes knock them out? We will see Friday night. That is a 7 p.m. kickoff in McAllen. And, uh, yeah, you can follow us for updates and in-game highlights and all that good stuff. Uh, you alluded, well, you alluded to it right there, Brian, but that's also a matchup between two of the biggest playmakers in the Rio Grande Valley. Of course, talking about Eddie Lee Marburger on the offensive side for Pioneer and Brandon Adame, uh, a first-team All-State linebacker there for Mercedes. I'm very interested to see those two on the same field. Yeah, and uh, last year, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, Pioneer won 51-24 to against, uh, against this Mercedes team. So it was close. Uh, last year's Mercedes def defensively, they tried to scheme and they tried to play the pass and make and make uh, Pioneer really run on them. And Pioneer did that, and they they ended up winning the game. So, going to be interesting to see how both these teams approach this one. Obviously, you got some new faces in there uh, for Pioneer at all those off a lot of those skill positions. So, it's going to be interesting to see who takes this one and who wins that district district sixteen five A Division two championship. And then I know uh, our other uh, game of the week our in our double header uh, for the monitors game of the week we got uh, s a 31-6a heavyweight battle between uh, I mean, like we, like we said I mean two of the valley's uh, best programs here in the 2020-21 season and you're going to be at that one Andrew why don't you tell us what's coming up here in Edinburgh 
Absolutely. I'm hyped for this one. It's going to be the number one ranked Edinburgh Vale Sabercats, that number one being the top team in the Rio Grande Valley. They will host the number three Mission Eagles in a battle that pits an old school RGB football power against a new school perennial power. Um, this is very exciting. It's a matchup of two unbeatens, debatably two of the three best teams in 6A in the Rio Grande Valley right now, two of the only three unbeaten teams, or two of the four unbeaten teams, I'm sorry, in Class 6A in the Rio Grande Valley. Um, this one is, has all the makings of a monumental matchup. It's the number one and number two offenses in 31-6A and the number one and number two defenses in 31-6A. The Eagles come into this one with the top-ranked defense in the entire Rio Grande Valley. I mean, these guys are scary defensively. I mean, we've each seen them play a couple of times. This is a group that held mission veterans to negative rushing yards. Uh, they almost did the same to Edinburgh High, another team that runs the ball a whole lot. I, I really think it's going to be tough to move the ball in this Eagles defense, but if there's a team that can do it, it's the Sabercats. I mean, no one has stopped these guys from getting into the end zone so far. A.J. Satello was one of the most talented quarterbacks in the RGB and certainly one of the best seniors. Uh, he's surrounded by playmakers. I think Vela might have the deepest offensive line in the Valley, too. Of course, spearheaded by left tackle Ronnie Garza, who's a UTSA commit. Uh, on the flip side, though, I think the Eagles have enough offensive firepower to hang tough in this one. Jeremy Duran, who we talked about earlier, he's the only 6A quarterback in the Rio Grande Valley to top the 1,000-yard mark. Uh, he comes into this game with 1,116 yards passing. 12 passing touchdowns, and he's completing about 68% of his passes. All of those are the best marks for any 6A quarterback in the Valley. He's certainly having a very good year, and there's a lot to play for for both of these teams. I mean, it's going to be the first December game in program history for Vela, and for Mission on the other side, it's going to be the first December game for the Eagles in 30 years. The last time the Eagles played in December – it was in 1990, and Coach Detmer was at quarterback as Mission advanced to the state semifinals and fell to Aldine in that game. Uh, really one of the greatest games in Rio Grande football history. Um, I'm excited to see how they do this week. Obviously, it's been a very emotional season for Mission, too, but um, a win would make Coach Detmer the first man to ever lead the Eagles to an unbeaten season on the field as a quarterback and on the sidelines as a head coach. And a mission victory would also put Jeremy Duran on a list with Coach Detmer and Tom Landry as the quarterbacks to lead the Eagles to unbeaten seasons uh, at this point in time. So certainly a lot to play for. That game, also a 7.30 p.m. kickoff in Edinburgh. I'm very excited for it. Uh, I know both these teams are really excited for it, too. There should be a lot of eyes on this game. But there are two games with perhaps more at stake this week in 31-6A. Talking, of course, about two zone playing games, the first of which is Thursday night in Edinburgh as the Edinburgh High Bobcats will host the PSJ High Bears with the winner advancing to the Class 6A D1 Texas High School Football Playoffs. Uh, like we said earlier, the Bears kept their season alive with a 40-0 shutout win over Econ last week to get to this game. So that was a big win for them. The Bobcats on the other side, uh, they had won two in a row before they fell to Vela last week, winning over both Econ in Edinburgh North. Um, they have two of the Valley's top playmakers and senior defensive lineman Emmanuel Duron, who 
He's one of the best front seven defenders, I think, in South Texas. And then, of course, senior running back Shandon Woodard, who has a very real chance to lead 31-6A in rushing yards by the time everything is said and done. Um, that will certainly be a high-stakes game with a lot to play for. And then there will be another one on Friday night. And this one is a highly anticipated rematch between Edinburgh North and PSJ North. These two teams played way, way back. If you can remember back then, at the beginning of the season, it feels like a long time ago. Um, in that one, Edinburgh North led for most of the game, but PSJ North used a fourth-quarter comeback to win the game on the final drive. Um, as a result, the Raiders will host this game in far, um, but I think it's anybody's ball game if history is any indicator, right? If it came down to the last possession the first time these two teams play, I certainly expect it to play out in a similar way this time. Um, if Edinburgh North wins and PSJ High wins, then that means that um, Edinburgh North will host San Benito in the by district playoffs and PSJ High would travel to Harlingen High, the by-district playoffs, with the winner of the 31-6A championship game hosting Westlaco and the loser traveling to Hannah. However, if the Bobcats and Cougars both win, that means Edinburgh North is going to Harlingen and Edinburgh High is hosting San Benito with, again, the winner of that 31-6A title game hosting a 6A D2 by-district game. However, if PSJ North wins, everything is a lot more straightforward. If the Raiders win, they will go on the road uh, to face the Brownsville Hannah Golden Eagles in the first round of the 6AD2 playoffs. Uh, and the winner of PSJ High, Edinburgh High, would go on the road to face Harlingen. That would mean Mission hosts San Benito in 6AD1, and Velo would host Wesico in 6AD2. Very complicated picture in 6A, but at least we have some Valley teams playing Valley teams in the bi-district round. Brian, I know we have a whole messy situation at the 5A level in both 16-5A D1 and D2. What can you tell us some about how those teams can expect their five-district playoff matchups to shake out? Yeah, let's get into it. And first, let's start off with a team just hoping to find themselves in a play, in position in a playoff game, and that's the Rio Grande City Rattlers. There's a regular season finale. They'll be on the road Friday night taking on San Antonio Southwest. Currently, Rio Grande City is – uh, the fifth seed in that district, the team right above them, San Antonio Southwest, and they just have a one-game lead over Rio Grande City. So a Rio Grande City win will give them the final playoff spot there in District 14, 5A, D1. If Rio Grande City can take can uh, pick up a road win uh, over San Antonio Southwest, that that'll definitely be a challenge for them to do. So yeah, they're, they're playing for the fourth seed and hoping to make it back-to-back -back playoff appearances in Rio. So. Um, that, that one should be interesting. And then uh, Friday night, the only District 16-5A D1 game we got uh, due to a couple cancellations, that's Mackay paying a visit to Brownsville Pace, 7 p.m. Friday at Sam's Memorial Stadium in Brownsville. And uh, this should be a good one, man. Uh, this Mackay team, uh, I, I know that they've only won two games this year, but they've been, it seems that they're in every single game uh, with a chance uh, to, to come from behind and, and, and steal a game late. But uh, they haven't been able to do that so far. But they take the number three spot um, in District 16-5A uh, D1 West Zone. So now they'll get to play the, the number two seed in the East Zone, and that is Brownsville Pace, who has only lost one game this year, their season opener against Westlaco East. Um, that, that was uh, a 44-34 uh, to 34 loss uh, by Pace. But since then, they've been steamrolling opponents. So 
it's going to be interesting to see uh, how Pace handles Mackay uh, over there in Brownsville Friday night. Absolutely. I think these are two of the most underrated teams in the Rio Grande Valley this year. And it's hard to gain a lot of respect when you only play three, four, five games sometimes, right? But uh, Mackay and Pace combined, they've only lost to playoff teams from last year. I mean, Mackay fell by two possessions to Mercedes in their season opener, who, as we touched on, is one of the Valley's best teams this year. Then they fell literally by a touchdown on the final drive to their crosstown rivals in Memorial and Rowe, who are both headed to the playoffs. And certainly Pace losing to a really good West Coast East team that uh, went to the third round of the 6A playoffs last year. That's nothing to be ashamed of either. And, I mean, you alluded to it right there, but this should also be a really good quarterback battle between Jose Bondo there at Pace, who will be playing baseball at UTRGV in the future, and uh, Hunter Curl at Mack High. He's only a junior, um, but you think there's sky's the limit for the Bulldogs if they can piece it together offensively, I think. I mean, they have managed to put up points against everyone they've played this year. Yeah, yeah, this definitely should be a, a really good one. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if either team comes out on top. I just expect a good game between these two and, um, yeah. Pace representing the, those 5A Brownsville schools. We'll see what they can do. Last year in the first round of the playoffs, they nearly took down uh, Andrew Bodian and Corpus Christi Memorial. Uh, so uh, we'll see what Brownsville Pace can do here in the play-in game to see if they can punch their ticket back to the postseason. But uh, and just a second, before we get into the 16-5A D2 games, we touched on Westaco East right now briefly. But let's just give a shout-out to them, man. 14 straight uh, playoff appearances for them. Back-to-back -back district titles. They won last year's 31-6A district title by going uh, un unbeaten. And then now they come down to the 5A level and they do the exact same thing. So wherever they go, all Westaco East does is win. And, uh, yeah, now we got uh, an east side matchup coming up there uh, for the Wildcats in the first round of the playoffs as uh, the Westaco East Wildcats will take on Victoria East in the bi-district round. Another quick thing to point out there about Westaco East, in the past 12 months, the only team these guys have lost to won a state championship. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, I don't know that it gets a whole lot better than that. So shout out to the Wildcats and best of luck in Wells by District game. Yeah, absolutely. Now jumping to District 16, 5A, D1. We already discussed the district title game. That's Mercedes at Pioneer Friday night. But Saturday, we got another 16, 5A, D2 doubleheader. Since these teams played on Monday, we got this game Saturday. Got to have that, uh, that UIO break in between uh, so many days in between the games. So we got some Saturday college football feel uh, football games uh, here for us in the Rio Grande Valley. So in, in the first playing game, it's an afternoon game, 1 p.m. start. PSJ Southwest will be at Sherryland High at Richard Thompson Stadium. Uh, the Javelinas searching for their first playoff berth in program history. Uh, and, and they'll have to get through Sherryland High to do so. And this Sherryland High team, man, I, I've, I've just been uh, so impressed with uh, everything that Coach Adama and that staff has been able to do with these kids because um, obviously Pioneer and Eddie Lee Marburger, deservedly so, gets all the, uh, you know what I mean, accolades that he's received. But this Sherryland High team, man, they're competitive and they're going to bring it. And, uh, man, I, I, they're, they're a really fun fun watch with Benji Valdivia and uh, Rolly Sines there at, at running back. And, A.J. Madrigal has emerged at receiver. So it's going to be fun to see this Sherryland high offense. And if they're up to the challenge to stop this PSJ Southwest rushing attack led by Angel Hernandez and Carlos Bocanegra. And they have a bunch of guys there in that uh, Southwest backfield who 
uh, who can hurt you. So it'll be an interesting matchup. Uh, the, the winner of, of that one uh, will will face uh, – or if Sherryland High wins, uh, they will likely face Bernie Champion uh, in, in the first round of the playoffs. If, if PSJ Southwest were to win, they would face Alamo Heights uh, in, in the first round of the playoff, and that is the District 15 5A D2 standings. Uh, it's Alamo Heights number one, Bernie Champion number two, Floresville number three, and Medina Valley uh, in at number four. So. Um, we, we talked about it earlier, Pioneer would end up, if uh, the winner of the district championship game would play uh, Medina Valley, the loser of the district championship game plays Floresville. The, uh, if Sherryland High wins, they, they play Bernie Champion, PSJ Southwest wins, they play Alamo Heights in the bi-district round. And then the nightcap, the last high school football regular season game here in the Rio Grande Valley this season, which thankfully we're, we got to this point and uh, you know what I mean? Teams got to have uh, uh, most teams got to have a season and, and complete the season. Uh, we got Mission Veterans at Ed Couch Elsa. Uh, just a, a really exciting match, man. I don't know if you can name two two teams, two tougher teams. I mean, uh, just this Mission Veterans team. They're not the biggest. They're not the baddest. But they're gonna come and they're gonna bring it every time. And man, they they uh, they they follow after Coach Gilpin's personality and and their game to bring it. And otherwise, the other side on that Ed Couch Elsa side. Man, from uh, back in the '80s when it was Coach Vela leading those uh, leading those guys to to now, uh, still to this day, when I used to play against them in high school, and now still to this day, this Ed Couch Elsa team, man, you just see them and they're all black and they're gold helmets, and you're just intimidated, man. These guys are tough. They bring it. They're gonna run it down your throat. They're gonna play good defense, and it, it's gonna be a really exciting game. I'm really excited for this one. The Mission Veterans, Patriots, and Ed Couch Elsa Yellow Jackets. The veterans, mission veterans, all they do is throw the ball around with quarterback Ricky Dana and all-state receiver A.J. Gonzaga, who has been on a tear recently, just making highlight real play after highlight real play in every single game. And then on the other side, we have Ed Couch Elsa, who uh, does not throw the ball much, but they have had a, a quarterback emergent, a new weapon who can throw the ball at times and hurt you a bit, but his legs are, have really been getting the job done. That's Brandon Cortez at quarterback for Ed Couch Elsa. And then, of course, in the backfield, they have Sean Alvarado and Justin Galan, uh, two, two really good uh, runners for Ed Couchelsa. So I'm really excited to see who wins this matchup. I, I, I honestly couldn't tell you when I – in the pick it, it was a toss-up. I'm just excited to see two good football teams play. And it's a play-in game, but like, like you said, it, it's essentially a playoff game. You win and you, you get to go on, you lose and you stay home. So, um, yeah, an exciting one between – the Mission Veterans Patriots. I, I can already see it. I'm already. I'm getting hyped up just thinking about Mission Veterans, and they're all white with the blue trim and the blue V on the helmet. And Ed Couch also on the other side in the black hole at their home stadium uh, at Benny Layton Senior uh, Memorial uh, Memorial Stadium. I'm, I'm getting fired up just thinking about the the uniforms. So uh, yeah, this should be a fun one setting up Saturday night, 7 p.m. in Ed Couch also. So we're all set to end the regular season of football in the RGV with an exclamation point. And I couldn't think of a better venue to do it at than the Black Hole in Ed Couch Elsa. Certainly a whole lot to be excited about this weekend. It's win and you're in across the Rio Grande Valley and beyond. Uh, we're excited to bring you a full slate of football this week uh, with lots of high stakes across the board. Thank you guys for joining us, not only today, but throughout this season. As Brian touched on earlier, we weren't sure if this season was going to happen a few months ago. So it 
it's pretty remarkable and special that we're sitting here today with a couple of teams getting ready to play for both playoff firsts and district championships, given how far we've come in just a few months. So yeah, thank I, you guys. Oh, go ahead, Brian. I, I just wanted to give credit to, you know what I mean, these schools and, and these kids. I know they're in a tough predicament um, with everything going on, but uh, shout out to them. It doesn't matter if you're in the playoffs or not, man. If you got to play a game this season, if you got to suit up, you know what I mean, next to your boys, that uh, those are memories that'll last a lifetime. And yeah, it may be different, but you know what I mean? This, this is something that uh, high school football in Texas, man, it's, there's nothing like it, man. It's something special. So we hope everybody uh, enjoyed their season. And, and we definitely did uh, being here with you guys along the way. We are excited for the end of the regular season, the final weekend here in the Rio Grande Valley. And we are even more hyped up for the playoffs. So like Andrew said, thank you guys for joining us all along. We appreciate you. And uh, yeah, we'll be out at these games this weekend and we'll be coming at you next week with uh, another recap episode and breaking down all the RGV by district round playoff matchups from the 5A and the 6A level. So like you said, thank you guys for joining us. Excited for what's ahead, y'all. Be sure to follow us and catch up with all of our coverage this weekend on Twitter, Facebook, and online at rgvsports.com. And like Brian said, thanks for joining us and stay safe out there. Catch you next time.